there, everybody. I'm Alex Anderson, and you're tuned in to the Three Fever Point After podcast. We got a fancy new setup here in studio. If you're watching on our website, you can marvel at our uh, at our new setup. It looks great. Uh, we're joined, of course, as always, by Red River head coach Jeff Harper, my, my co-host, Coach Harper, joining us from the field house where they're doing some internet changes. We're, we're just changing everything this week, Coach. Well, they're uh, in the process of uh, moving into the new central office. So um, they, they warned us that we wouldn't have internet this week since we're on fall break. So, uh, you, you know, it's a little challenging when you need to do some things. When you We, we use the internet for everything, but, uh, you know, we'll make do. As always, hey, fall break for class, never a break for uh, the football team. I know the Red River Bulldogs are hard at work and, and we're, we're, we're so today as well so we appreciate you taking some time to uh stop by we've got a lot to talk about this week but we've got a guest to start things off a guest that you requested last week calvary quarterback abram wardell joining the show uh he and the Cavs in the midst of a, another huge district winning streak are they still keeping that going abram uh how's it going man we appreciate you joining us going good thank you for having me Absolutely. Uh, coach, you know, this was this was your guy. He said, we got to get Abram on. We got him on. Coach, I'm, I'm going to pass it off to you. Take it away. Well, first of all, if you could turn you up a little bit, I can barely hear you on my end. But uh, uh, Abram's a, a, a guy that I've had the pleasure of working with the last uh, two years, two off seasons. And um, he is he's put in a ton of work. Uh, he's grown. I mean, a ton since we first started. Uh, we call him Quadzilla. Um, he's he's got a thing for uh, Lululemon shorts, and uh, he's got big old boat up legs. Um, but he he works really really hard, and uh, it's it's been great to see his development, and then to see uh, you know how well he's playing right now. Now he's got the opportunity to go out every day and and, and run the show. So, um, what has been, Abram? What has been the biggest change for you from all the things that you prepared for? Uh, and what you thought it was going to be like being a starter to what it's actually like being a starter and, and maybe what's different or something you really weren't prepared for. Maybe you didn't know it was going to be that way now that you are a starting quarterback. I, I can't hear Coach Harper. Okay. All right. So we're having some, uh... yeah, I can, I can barely hear either one of y'all. Okay. No worries. No worries. We'll keep it going. Oh, no, we're good. We can keep it going like this. Um, just the, uh, like I said, a couple changes on our end th- this week. Um, Abram, what Coach did ask you, first of all, he told us about your nickname, uh, Quadzilla, so we'll definitely discuss that here in a minute. And um, he was asking you, what do you, what has changed for you now as you are the full-time starter for the Cavs? Uh, some things that maybe uh, are different than you thought they would be. Uh, things that change is just, um, I guess, being involved and the the team because last year I was behind Landry he was the star of the team and I got to sit behind him. Um, things that have changed is that um, I got to be in the I get to be in the leadership role and um, get to help our team win games now and get to have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are having a ton of fun, uh, winning a ton of games as usual. The standard at Calvary so high. You mentioned Landry Liddy. Um, you know, we talked to Coach Gewin at the beginning of the year, and he says, you know, we're going to be fine at the quarterback position. He had a lot of faith in you. How much pressure do, do you feel going out there leading this program with all these all this success and expectations? 
Um, I don't I don't feel too much pressure anymore because we have a great team. I got talent all around me. Uh, running game, receivers, linemen, defense, good stops. Um, I just got to do my part. I don't got to do anything special to win games. Absolutely, and uh, we've we've seen it. You know, you're you're looking for your main man, number nine, Aubrey Hermes. Uh, he was a big big uh, big benefit for Landry, and he's proven to be the same for you. How comforting is it to know that you know things get down, you can chuck it up to number nine, and good chance he'll come down with that catch. Oh, it's great to have someone like that. Just um, everything goes wrong, you know. You have number nine somewhere on the field that he's going to be open at least fifty fifty. Yeah, for sure. And um, we, we were kind of talking before we started about Coach Gewen and um, just how special of a, of a man he is. Uh, what's it like playing for old Coach? I know uh, us Halton folks certainly love him. Oh, it's awesome. He's a, he's a great coach. He's, um, he's hard on us, but he's also loving. We know that uh, Coach cares for us, but he also wants to win. You know, the, the winning mentality that's installed at Calvary. Right. And, you know, uh, one thing that he talked about heading into this year was the, you know, obviously the district run you guys are on. I think it's been since 2012 uh, the team has lost a district game. I, I can't imagine how old you were in 2012. It couldn't have been that old. Um, th- what kind of goes into that? You know, you, you move up to 2A, you've got some more challenging opponents, you still keep winning. What do you think is, is, the, uh, is the main reason why you guys perform so well in these district contests? Uh, we we had some hard games to the beginning of the season. We got to learn what our, the identity of our team is, and through like the hardship of the games, we got to work everything out. And that when district comes around, we we're pretty straightforward. Well, we certainly love to uh, love everything you guys are doing. So. I think I've asked enough questions now. I, I, have, I have earned the Quadzilla question. Um, Coach said they call you Quadzilla and you love to wear the Lululemon shorts. Uh, how, how do you respond to that, Abram? I don't know. Just working out a lot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what's up with the shorts? I guess if you, if you never skip leg day, you want to show it off, right? Hey, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Um, and let's tell me a little bit about yourself. It's kind of what we like to do here. Um, what's your hobbies outside of football? You, you play video games, uh, music. What, what are some of the things you like to do You know, when you're not focusing on winning football games for Calvary? Um, football's a big part, but uh, I love like playing video games with my friends, all that, hanging out, swimming, shooting basketball, just um, and, and basically anything outside is like doing with my friends. And uh, what um, what uh, what video game? What's the game of choice for you? Uh, like playing Madden. Okay. Madden. That's a that's a very common answer. I, I'm out of the game on Madden for a while, but and that new NCAA game drops. I'll be all over that. We're looking forward to that. Um, well, I guess we're still having some issues with you hearing, Coach. Um, so I would ask you, Abram, if you had any questions for us. Um, I don't know if I got anything. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just two boring guys, and um, no one's ever called me Quadzilla. In case you were wondering, I certainly don't. Um, I do skip leg day and every other day when it comes to the gym. So um, there you go, Coach. Anything else you'd like to say about Abram before we let him go? If he can hear you or not, I'm sure we can relay the message to him. Well, I think. Um... You know, Abram's a special kid, and I know that he's got uh, all the intangibles you look for in a starting quarterback. Um, he is, and I'm not just saying that because I've had the opportunity to work with him. He he brought those 
with him before you know I ever got a chance to to uh, work with him. And so um, the things that you're seeing him do is a culmination of natural talent and desire and effort and attitude. And um, he's got some you know really good coaches around him. You know he's getting to play for Coach Guin, and you know he's also got Stephen Jeter there with him. Um, who, uh, you know, gave me my opportunity in coaching. And so he's learning from some of the best football minds around. Plus, you know, his dad's a very good football coach. And so, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to sit back and watch uh, what all they accomplished this year as a team and, and continue to watch him grow and develop as a passer, as a quarterback, as the leader of the team. And, um, and the, you know, the sky's the limit. So uh, Abram and I have had these conversations before, but, um, I, I'm so proud of of how well he's playing and the things that he's been, you know, been able to do week in and week out. And I look for Calvary to to make a deep run this year. They're going to give a lot of people in that new uh, select division um, a hard time when when he gets into the playoffs. So keep up the great work, brother. Abram, I don't know if you heard him. He said, "Keep up the great work," and his quads are way better than yours. And you just haven't seen him in his Lululemon <laughs> shorts, is what he just said. It was, it was, it was, he was wordy, but that's that was basically the point we got. Yeah, we want to have a competition. Uh. <laughs> there we go. The first uh, point after podcast quad off with uh, Coach Harper and Abram Wardell. Sounds like a plan, man. Abram, um, I guess before I let you go, uh, you know, expectations for this team. What do we, I mean, I, I assume for you guys, it's, you know, you want to make a run for that thing at the uh, state title there. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's all, every year it's going to be aiming for state. All right, well, we'll be there following you every step of the way. We certainly appreciate your time. We had to push things back a bit, and um, I, was, I was glad to get to relay coaches' messages. This is fun. We might have to do this every week. I can just make coach say whatever I want. So how about that? That works out for us. Abram. You're the man. We appreciate you. We'll let you go, and Coach and I will get to talking about some other games. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that's Abram Wardell, Calvary quarterback. Great kid, great player. And, uh, Coach, um, uh, we saw them again this past week in a district game. Just roll on like they usually do. And um, this week they're at Darbon Woods. Um, I guess since we did just talk about Abram, um, we can kind of start with Calvary, what you like from them right now. I mean, you know, it, they got past North Caddo. Felt like that was going to be their toughest test in this new district, uh, 1-2-A. Um, I, I got I to assume that y- you think they're going to uh, keep the winning going here this week. I think Calvary's the team uh, in that di- in that district. Um, you know, I definitely thought North Caddo was going to be um, in the running and still, still you know, still are. Um, but Calvary's just – uh, they're they're a machine and and they've got really really solid uh, play on on uh, defense and on on offense and then you know they're they're good on special teams so um, I expect Calvary to win big again this week and um, you know setting up for the I believe it's the Baptists and the Catholics that'll be coming up you know, toward the end of the year with Loyola. Oh yeah, we're certainly looking forward to that. That's going to be a ton of fun. I know you're going to be watching that game closely too. It's uh, Game that'll be important to you, uh, your past stops and your friends and stuff like that. Um, well, uh, we, if we do want to start talking about last week, you know, here we go. I don't do this often. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Remember last week I said this is the game that Bird gets Lake Lambert back and they return to form and they take Parkway down and dang it, I was right, Coach. Yeah, I think we talked about this, that if Lake played, uh, he's a difference maker. Yep. And uh, he makes that offense go. They're completely different. Um, and it's not a it's not a shot at, at um, any any other quarterback that steps in 
uh, for him. It's, you know, th- there is just something about uh, the guy that runs it and has been running it for, um, you know, three years. And, you know, he's got 20 plus, uh, you know, uh, starts, you know, high school starts. And so um, you- you're talking about a guy that's just he's he's been there and uh, he knows the system and. He's he's very difficult to deal with because he's a great runner, great decision maker, and he's a very good thrower, good passer. So, um, you know, Bird's got it rolling as long as he's there. And I, and I believe they got a another skill guy back this past week too. Yeah, Josh uh, Allen. So yep. that, it's a two-headed monster right there that you add in one week. That's tough on anybody. Well, I do need to get to the bottom of why Lake was wearing number 17. He's normally number 12. He had a different jersey on, and it was funny. When he stomped out there, I, I, the, my, you know, your first thought, you're looking at the number, and I'm like, oh, oh, man, he's not back. But then I'm thinking to myself, who in the world is this kid? He's huge. Where have they been hiding this QB? And then uh, two plays in, he's run into the end zone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's Lake. That I'm used to seeing that. So, um, yeah, you know, I was at that game. I was there for the first half, and Bird kind of ran away in the, in the first half there, and it was um, – you know, Parkway, it was it was just a tough game for them. A few bad bounces, uh, things really just not going their way. They had a fourth and short. They got stopped on. That kind of really set them back. They had a punt over the, over the punter's head, uh, snap into the end zone for a safety. So um, I, I think Parkway's fine. And, you know, we got remember what we have been talking about. The theme this year is that they won't have to see Bird or, or Shreve or any of these Caddo Parish schools. They're going to be in their own, you know, in their own division, the non-select side. Um, so everything's still in front of Parkway. Um, you know, they just got to take care of business against Airline, and, and, and you know, they obviously still have a at least a share of a district title. So um, two very good teams there last week, and um, and now Bird turns around and they play Airline. Chance again to play spoiler for now the sole leaders of One Five A. Man, this game, a Thursday night game. This one's going to be very interesting, Coach. Oh, it is. And, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, two teams that, that are hot. You know, Airline may be the hottest team in, in 1-5A and then Bird getting um, getting healthy at the right time. So, um, you know, I expect this to be a war uh, this week. And, and frankly, I, I, I'm going to go to it. I believe that game's Thursday night. All so right. I plan on being there to watch that. I might have to stop by as well, although the Sabres, or no, the Saints, oh, the Saints and Sabres play on Thursday. Oh, wow. I might be at the studio, Coach. i got to be honest with you. I might be sitting back watching some TV. Um, I'll but, send you updates. Yeah, please do, because Daniel won't. He, he, won't, he won't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love Daniel. Um, go back again last week, our game of the week, Prescott and Homer. I know you don't know, you know, you obviously don't watch too much film in Arkansas, but Man, we sat here uh, Thursday night, Daniel and I did, and we were like looking at the athletes on either side. We're thinking, my goodness, we're going to have highlights all day. And then it's 2 nothing at halftime, and it's 9 nothing at the end of the game. Um, man, as a coach, I know you're an offensive guy, air raid guy. Ah, man, do you just what do you do in those games? How do you keep the kids going and motivated when it's just a slugfest the whole way through? Well, I, I think those games are fun because uh, you're, you know, it's two nothing. I mean, you're you're you know field goal away from taking the lead, uh, and so I think kids are in, engaged in those games. I, you know, I I've seen it on the other end where you, you sit back and watch a game where uh, a team's blowing somebody out and they look very disinterested. And so um, you know, just from coaching, uh, and you know, we had some some games last year where we we got up uh, pretty big. Uh, it was harder to keep those guys engaged than it was in games that were close. We played uh, Menard last year, 14-7, and um, as much as I didn't really care for that game, uh, you know, our kids were engaged the whole time. So 
uh, you know, a two nothing halftime score, nine nothing final, you know, defensive uh, struggle, um, you know, in a, uh, a special teams play here or there uh, can change the ball game for you. And so those games are exciting and it may not be how people want to, you know, win a ball game. Uh, you know, everybody wants to go out and be dominant, but you also want to show that you can win close games and uh, it's an impressive win. Uh, to come out, you know, and, and play homer like that and, and come out with a dub. So uh, Prescott's the real deal for sure. Yeah, we, we didn't know this at the time when we talked about it last week, but that was Prescott's first game out of the state of Arkansas in almost 100 years. So really, wow. really incredible, uh, incredible night in homer. And, you know, I, I don't think the Pelicans should hang their heads. I mean, you're talking about a, a team in 3A in Arkansas that's going to look to win it all this year or at least have aspirations of doing that. So, I mean, what, uh, what a game. That was a perfect game of the week for us. Exactly what you want um, for in a game of the week type matchup. Um couple more cleanups from last week um, of North DeSoto. They took care of business over Evangel, kind of went the way that, that, that you thought it might, where Evangel would kind of hang close and then, then the Griffins would, would, would do what they do, have done so often this year, and they did just that. Um, you guys get a win, um, a rivalry win against Lakeview. Um, I guess quickly, uh, what did you like about your guys' effort that night? Uh, defensively, we played really well. Uh, you know, we, we've got to clean up a couple things on special teams. Um, I, but I can't say enough about how well the defense played. And they scored on a kick return uh, in which we uh, we had the guy bottled in and just missed a couple tackles, and he broke it. Uh, and we even had one close that we could have you know, made the play and didn't. But um, other than that, I mean, offensively we played well. We had three drives where we didn't score, but, um, you know, did some good things. Uh, had eight different receivers catch passes and, and, uh, and even got some of our young guys some reps. So. Uh, all in all, you know, we were we're glad to get out of there uh, and, and get kids some reps, but at the same time get out of there healthy. Right, right, of course. And um, last week also we had Northwood. They beat Minden. Um, let's see, going down the list. Oh, yes, of course. Natchitoches Central comes to Lee Hedges, beats Captain Shreve, leaving Captain Shreve um, – winless in 1-5-A. I think, uh, I think Kenyon Terrell was out for the Gators. I think they had some injury issues in that game. Um, still a big win for, for Natchitoches Central, for sure. Well, it was last week, I believe, we were talking about how tough 1-5-A is. Right. Um, and anybody could beat anybody on any given day. I mean, I, if it wasn't last week, it was the previous week. Uh, I know that that conversation was had. And so um, – no, no truer words were spoken than that because uh, I don't think anybody uh, saw Shreve dropping one to Nack Central, but um, they're very, they're very talented and well coached, and they've got athletes, and I think they have two kids that are committed to playing at uh, Texas Tech. So I mean, um, you, you know, you have a, a roster full of really talented kids and kids that, that are going to go play D one college football. You, you know, you could beat anybody on any given night, and so uh, I'm, as much as I would love to say it was a surprise. Um, yeah, and I'm really not surprised by some of the outcomes in 1-5-A for sure. And I'll tell you what, uh, going back to last year, you do not want to play Natchitoches Central in Lee Hedges. They go in there and upset teams left and right. That's They did it last year against Bird, too. It's kind of just uh, they like that stadium over here in Shreveport, and uh, that was certainly a, a fun one um, on the last Friday night. All right, so we'll get to this week. Obviously, Airline and Bird we already talked about. That's a massive one on a Thursday. That's game of the week quality, but – on a Thursday, so that leaves us with another game of the week, and this one was easy. We didn't, Daniel and I didn't even really go back and forth. We he suggested it, and I said, "Yeah, let's do it." Huntington and North DeSoto, uh, the lead of one four A up for grabs. Man, I tell you what, this one is going to be a blast. Uh, what do you think? 
Well, I haven't got to see Huntington play uh, this year like I did last year, um, but they are really good, and you've got a senior quarterback and, and skill guys. Uh, they're going to be able to make uh, life difficult for North DeSoto, and 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 you know North DeSoto is going to be able to do the same thing uh, to Huntington. So um, you know, I, I think that uh, it's going to it's going to come down to you know. Uh, Late third quarter, um, somebody pulls away. I mean, uh, I, I really, you know, you know how I feel about this. I don't really like picking winners because, yeah. you, you know, uh, you really never know how games are going to be played. But uh, North Dakota's hot, and uh, and they've got a really good defense, and um, you know, of course, they can score the ball. Uh, I think Coach Dennis and his staff will will have answers uh, for some of the things that North Dakota's does well, but. Uh, you know, in the end, it's a it's it's a bunch of high school kids going back and forth, and and there's a whole lot in the line for North Dakota. So, um, you know, them sitting there undefeated and 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 having an incredible year. I, I don't think that they're going to be an easy out by any means. Uh, but Huntington is a team that can come in there and beat them. So, uh, I look forward to seeing how that thing shakes out. I I can't make a prediction. I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah, we are we are fired up for this one. I mean, uh, obviously, we saw Huntington a few weeks ago when they did beat Northwood. They came from behind in the fourth quarter, had that great rally. And, you know, uh, post game, just listening to Coach Dennis and what he had to say to his team, it was such a confidence builder for them. Right. I mean, no one no one thought they'd beat Northwood and, and Northwood still is, you know, one of the top teams in that league, one of the top teams in 4A. And, you know, they were down. They didn't quit. And I think it's something that Coach Dennis has been preaching to this group. And this core group's been together for a while, you know, led by Cam Evans. And um, I think they've got that confidence. They, they have the confidence it takes to, to win a game like this. It's going to come down to just, like you said, high school kids making plays. I mean, you've got the experience under center with Evans, and you've got the freshman in Delafield on the other side. I think it is just across the board such a great matchup. Both teams run the ball very well. They're nasty on defense. I mean, this one is, um, you know, it's really 1-4-A. The level has just risen so much in recent years. Um, it's almost rivaling 1-5-A in terms of the parity, and, and we just don't know each and every week. So, um, you know, I don't know about this one. I, I'm with you. It's so hard to pick a winner. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, it's I, I hate to, like, I'm not biased, but I've watched that Huntington-Northwood game. I watched every play. So I've only seen a few plays of North DeSoto live. So it's like my head wants to default to Huntington, but I don't want to do that because I can't, I mean, you can't discount how good North DeSoto has been, leading the state in scoring. I mean, it's just I, – I, I think this one's a toss-up. I, I think maybe the home field is a factor um, for the Griffins, and, and that place is loud, and, and those fans are – That place okay. is not easy to win. Nope. It's it, it, You know, we went there when I was uh, on Parkway staff. We played there week two, uh, and, you know, we we came out with a win, but it was a close game at halftime. And, you know, North Dakota, uh, their community comes out and supports football, and it's a great atmosphere on Friday nights, and so – not an easy place to play, uh, and then you're going to have a packed house and uh, you know division opponents. I mean, that's going to be it's going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah, that is going to be a blast, and and I know the folks in Huntington are excited about the season they're having. Obviously, Stonewall, they're thrilled. They got big hopes. So um, that one's going to be heavily attended, and Daniel's going to have quite the day. The another battle to keep an eye on in Stonewall is going to be Daniel Brown versus the low cell phone reception in the town of Stonewall. All right? <laughs> this is a classic rivalry. Daniel has lost every time, but he, you know, he feels confident. We, have, we actually have a new strategy this year for sending something specifically for Stonewall. We wrote down a Stonewall contingency plan. And so what we're going to do is 
we have our little packs that we have on our backs that allow us to go live. So we figured out that you can take an Ethernet cable from that pack into the laptop and pull not just from Verizon, which is what our carrier is, but you can pull from every single cell phone company at once and use all that signal together. So we're hoping that with all the powers combined, we can get those highlights sent in a reasonable Pretty smart. Of time. Yeah, so we're, we're trying. Stonewall, man, it's, it's burnt us in that, that Northwood game last year. We were struggling to get those clips on. I think, I think Daniel had to like drive 30 minutes up the road just to send it. So, um, oh, I remember it. I remember that. So we're going to um, hopefully, hopefully defeat the cell phone reception problem in Stonewall. I'm sure a lot of people that live there are probably like, Ugh, like thinking about it now. Sorry if we triggered that for anybody there. Um, some other games this week just uh, to go through them. Uh, Benton at Houghton. Man, this one's going to be, I think this one will be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be scoring. Um, and, and you're going to see uh, two really good quarterbacks play. Um, so I expect it to be a, you know, a, a war uh, for the most part. You know, Halton and Benton play each other pretty close. Um, you know, Halton's going to try to slow the game down uh, and Benton's going to try to speed it up. So it's going to come down to whether or not Benton can, can get the stops on defense and uh, uh, maximize every drive. And at the same time, can, can Halton slow them down um, offensively, and, and can they put the ball in the end zone? So um, two well-coached teams, two really good quarterbacks, senior-led, uh, expect it to be a, a good one. Yeah, for sure. Um, Parkway's back in action against Natchitoches Central. Shreve's going to host Southwood. Um, Loyola at Lakeside, Evangel at Minden, Northwood at Booker T. Washington. Um, the big 1A hitters, they, you know, we've got Haynesville's playing the Magnolia School of Excellence, who did get their first win last, uh, last week, so we congratulate them for that first win of the season. Um, Homer is at home against Ringgold, I believe. No, Arcadia, excuse me, that's going to be a good game. And then uh, Glenbrook is at Plain Dealing, so the 1A heavy hitters are busy there. Logansport is on the road at LaSalle on Thursday night. Um, how about you guys at Winfield, another big district game? Uh, feel like, do, you, do you feel like you guys are kind of getting hot right now, maybe turning that corner a little bit? You know, I, I, would, I would hope to think that we're getting, we're getting to the point where we're, we're trying to do things consistently to where we can get hot. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and a little cautious at the same time. You know, we're playing good, but, um, you know, the, Jonesboro-Hodge was a, a, a matchup that was favorable to us. So was Lakeview. Um, Winfield is not. And so it's a completely different team, a completely different, uh, you know, scheme. Um, and so uh, they, they do some things on defense that we feel like we can take advantage of. Uh, offensively, uh, they're really good. Um, they, they run um, a pretty tough offense to stop. Their ball control, uh, and they don't make the big mistakes. So, uh, it's going to be a war for us. Yeah, for sure. Last year, I think we were down 17 to six at halftime. Came back and scored 35 in the third quarter and put them away. Uh, we we uh, we can't do that this year. If we go down 17, uh, 20 points, it's going to be a long night. So um, we've got to be uh, you know sound on defense, and we've got to have everything ready to go on offense and make make the plays when we have the opportunity if we want to get out of there with a the win because they're going to be uh, they're going to be very tough. Yeah, they played uh, Manny last week um, at home. Uh, Manny this week has Jonesboro Hodge, a team you just mentioned. I did want to ask you about a, a player on, on Jay Hodge. You've obviously seen him a few times. Xavier Atkins, the LSU commit. Um, he, he had a big one-hander for us uh, this past week, number two in our top five plays. We haven't really talked about him a lot. We don't get to see Jay Hodge as much as we'd like just because of the distance and, and stuff like that. Um, what, what do you like about this kid? Well, he's the best player uh 
that we've seen on defense this year. Um, and you're, you're talking about, you know, we've seen some really good football players uh, just with the teams that we've played. You know, Connor Blank being one of the best linebackers we've gone against. And, uh, you know, he's a big Halton kid. Um, you know, we've, see, we've seen some good ones at Parkway. We saw, um, you know, several really good guys there at Logansport. And Jay Hodge shows up and Adkins is just everywhere on the field. Incredible closing speed. He's right at about six foot, 5'11", six foot, um, you know, 210, 215 pounds, you know, solid muscle, uh, extremely, extremely fast, runs sideline to sideline as good as any linebacker I've seen in high school, um, has great ball skills. When they put him on offense, he's their best weapon. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of uh, Devin White, but smaller with just his impact uh, for his team. You know, not so much his style of play or his athleticism, but, um, you know, when he's on the field on offense, he's he's the guy you got to stop. And when he's on defense, you have to account for him. So um, he's a game changer, and uh, they they are they are a different ball club if he's not on the field. Um, so he's he's really really good. I don't know if he projects to a linebacker in college uh, or what LSU's plans are, but um, wherever he goes, whether it be a, a nickel guy, you know, um, in in some schemes or playing some strong safety, he could do any of those things. I mean, he he is uh, he is. He's legit. Uh, very impressive kid. Well, I'm sure Coach Kelly and uh, company are, are hoping for a Devin White-like impact from him uh, when he gets to college. That'd be pretty nice. We would love to see that. Um, well, I think that's just about everything. Now, I did want to just mention uh, we do have a big, big game in East Texas this week. Timson at Joaquin. Timson undefeated. They've got a couple recruits, Terry Bussey, the quarterback there, a couple, couple big-name guys, and they're having a special, special season. Joaquin, one loss on the year. They're playing very good as well. They would love nothing more than to uh, uproot the rivals' uh, undefeated season. So that one's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be at that game, so we're looking forward to that. And um, finally, I, I, would, I would just kind of – I know it's not high school football, but it is a kid that played in high school. The, the situation um, – I'm throwing you some curveballs today. The situation over, over in Dallas, you know, everyone's the most popular or the most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback when he's winning games and uh now we've seen cooper rush have a loss now all of a sudden it feels like they want to rush Dak back to the field um talk to me about that about that dynamic when that does happen and and i'm sure uh, i you got, i'm sure we agree and the best case scenario for the cowboys is to have Dak prescott back out there oh no question uh you know i could take this a million ways and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be uh I'm gonna be smart with how I respond to this. Uh, you know, you 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 have a starter for a reason. He he is the starter for a reason, and um, I mean, it's not because the other guy's not any good. It's that he's the best fit uh, for what you're doing on offense. And Cooper Rush caught fire, um, in in being a you know somebody pulls for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's it was great to see. But when you can have your starter back, um, that's what you want, and your 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 team is. Uh, built around that guy, especially offensively. And so, um, you know, uh, th there is that dynamic that the most popular guy on the roster, it's the joke, running joke, is your backup quarterback. But uh, it, at the end of the day, you know, he may be popular for people outside of the locker room, but he's just another guy um, in the locker room that's that, it, that has to play that position at a high level. And so um, Cooper did his job and he did it, he did it um, you know, where you kept the Cowboys in, in, you know, really good shape with their record. Um, but at the end of the day, you got Dak coming back, and that's what you want. And so, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks don't get the amount of reps that the starters do. And uh, there's a lot of times where 
um, you know, they're put in situations that are not favorable. Uh, Cooper was put in a really good situation um, with, with a lot of talent around him. Um, and so, you know, he did exactly as he's coached to do and why he's in the NFL. Um, but, you know, Dak coming back, uh, you're going to have those naysayers. People love a good story. Nothing better than a little quarterback controversy. Right. Uh, and, it, you know, it's not always great for your locker room. Uh, but it's great story uh, for you know your organization and for your your beat writers and all that. And so there's going to be people that are going to make all kinds of comments about uh, what Dak does, how he looks when he comes back. Uh, you know, is there a quarterback controversy? At the end of the day, Dak's making 40 million a year. His paycheck says he's the starter. Uh, the fact that he is uh, as accomplished as he is in Dallas uh, says he's the starter. And uh, when he is ready to go, he, it's his it's his team. And so. Um, I, I look for Dallas to, to, you know, get back in the winning column and, and do what they do. And, and I expect Dak, you know, it'd be rough at first coming back, uh, you know, come back from an injury like that. And you're, you're throwing a ball uh, with people around you all the time. You know, it can make for some very uncomfortable moments, but um, if he's a hundred percent, he's feeling good. I expect him to pick up where he left off and cut it loose. Yeah, I, I really wanted to ask you that because, you know, the, the, I can very, very rarely can I admit bias in my job. But, you know, when we have local guys in the NFL, it's a perfect time, right? We're rooting for our local guys. And this guy, obviously, is a little extra special to me because he went to Houghton and, you know, went to, went to school with, uh, with my sister and stuff. So I've been trying to not let the Houghton and me come out on social media when I'm seeing all these negative comments. It just fires me up, Coach. I mean, come, don't disrespect Dak Prescott like that. I agree. I agree. You know, the other day uh, somebody brought up, you know, being a Packer fan, somebody brought up it's time for Jordan Love era to start. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> no. whoa, whoa. Let, listen, you know, easy with that whole let, let's get the backup in. I mean, look, look, look at Trey Lance. Everybody said Trey Lance was the answer, in the, you know, San Francisco. And uh, boom, you know, here's yep. Jimmy G. And the team picks up right where he left off. And yep. so, uh, you know, Cooper did what he had to do and, and, and happy – for him, uh, but it's it's going to be good to see Dak back on the field, uh, spinning it for the Cowboys. Yeah, we're excited to see that. We love our local guys and Tre'Davious White uh, getting ready to come back for Buffalo too. That's a huge help for a team that doesn't really need a lot of help. So um, they uh, that's I'm sure they're looking forward to Trey back on the field, and I know we are too. Coach, uh, unless you've got anything else to add, I, I think that's it. We had to start a little late tonight, but I think we got a full at least a full 30 minutes in there. We did we did well, Coach. Absolutely, man. I always enjoy it and uh, look forward to some crazy games this week. Look forward to seeing some uh, shocking outcomes, too. This games are so teams are so well matched up this week. It's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll have every uh, every highlight we can for you. We're looking for somewhere near 30 games this week on the fever. We'll have more on that as we progress through the week. But Coach Harper, thanks as always for joining us. We, we certainly always love talking to you. And thank you guys at home or in the car or wherever the heck you're listening to us for tuning in to another episode of the Three Fever Point After Podcast. We'll see you Friday night for Friday Football Fever at 1030 on KPXJ.